go. Hey, we're rolling, man. This is it. It's great to be back. This is episode three, seven, three of No Laugh Track Podcast. Three, seven, three? 373. No Laugh Track Podcast recorded here live at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. You, Chad Daniels, have been on f- f- five or six or Several. seven or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two last year, and here you are back. Well, it's great to be back. Thank you for joining me, sir. You're welcome. Uh, I three, don't... seven, three. I love it. There's no other significance to that number. I just love how it rolls off the three, seven, three. Three, seventy three. Yep. Uh, so we'll look, look around the club here, Chad. Does it look familiar at all to you, like from when you were here last night? Sure. Yeah, it's, uh, same, it's the same without the people. <laughs> With a few less people here. They haven't done anything, I don't think. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. So obviously, I'm not gonna. I know that you're gonna. You were here last night. Yeah. At Acme, recording mm-hmm. your podcast, a live, a live version, middle of somewhere podcast with my co-host Cy Amundsen. I'm familiar. We had uh, all the producers on. Uh, we had some guests come on the show. We had Tim Harmston or Fien Harnstein. We had uh, uh, Chell Bjorgen, and we had. <coughs> Yeah, old coffee McCofferson. Uh-huh. Um well he does he does have allergies and he has asthma. So that makes sense. And then Ali Sultan we had on as well. I sorry I didn't come up and say hi. It's quite all right. I wasn't here, that's why. Well you should have. Yeah. I should have. Yeah. I didn't want to take a seat away from my no, I just I just couldn't make it. But I'm coming tonight. Okay. Well, I'll be here. Yeah. I'll be here doing live stand-up comedy. No podcast. No podcast. Now, this Ali Sultan, I want you to know something about him. Mm -hmm. He is such a hard worker and so fucking funny. He is. Uh, Just incredible to watch. Very fun to watch. And his stories are amazing. He was born in Yemen. Yeah. And uh, immigrated here. And uh, what was I wanted to say? Oh, so last night, I thought, the whole time, I thought his name was Ali Sultan. Right? Okay. But then when Sai introduced him, he said, Ali Sultan. And I was like, I can't fucking believe he just butchered his name. But he didn't. Because then I went, when I was in back, I uh, went to Apple Music, searched his album. No. And his, yeah, I did. And his, to see how he gets introduced. It's, his mom. Yes. It's, it's his mom introduces him. Yeah. Yeah. She has such a pleasant sounding voice. It's just this, there's so much pride in her voice when she's introducing him. She goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my son, Ali Sultan. And I'm like, that's fucking clearly how you say it. She knows. <laughs> she gave him the goddamn name. Yeah. So that's how you say it. Uh-huh. So then I was, uh, then I felt a lot better because I was a little nervous. Like if I have to say his name, what am I going to say? Did you call out the mistake that had been made previously? Did you call that out on stage? But it wasn't a mistake because he said it right. But I thought it was wrong. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So if I was going to call out anything, it would have been my own stupidity. And you know how I am about calling that out. We leave that and we let people figure it out on their own. <laughs> I, don't like to, I don't like to guide people to my stupidity. <laughs> you had a birthday this week, too. March Big 2nd. Boy. Yeah, I did. I'm 45. I took my hat off to show you my hair because I've been dyeing it since I was 27. That's not true. It is. I had uh, gray hair when I was 27, and it was too early. And then uh, I'm 45 now, so I'm done dyeing it. So this is this is it. It's going to be however it is, it is. And I'm going to look about 64, which is awesome. Uh, but this is it. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. I'm tired of dyeing it, and I'm tra- tired of trying to, like, 
look younger. What a, did you ever do the beard? Because I I always love the I'm. I've always loved. Remember the commercial it was like uh, Keith Hernandez, right? Oh yeah, and he's combing he's in combing in the, the yeah. color. I love that. You know, everybody always says like women are so vain. They have all these products and they're getting these facelifts and Botox. Fuck you! You cannot keep medium brown just for men on the shelves. <laughs> that shit flies off. It the does shelf. it. I mean, you have to be there on delivery day to get that shit. So don't tell me women are vain. Men are at home just doing the exact same shit, going to CrossFit with their 20-year-old bodies and their 50-year-old faces and dyeing their hair. Have you considered going to a different neighborhood where maybe brown isn't so popular? No, because I'm done. I'm done done dyeing it. When I was 27, I had a, a lady that was cutting my hair. She goes, your hair is mousy. And I go, what does that mean? What does that mean? She goes, it looks like a mouse. She goes, there's some brown in here. There's some gray. There's some white. And I was like, I know for sure that's not a compliment. The word mousy has never been used as like a go get them. Yeah. It's never been a confidence builder. Hey, I'm going to, hey, I know you're single. I got this girl I'm going to set you up with. A bit mousy. Right. When what do you think? When you hear mousy, you think you can contort your body to get into tiny holes. And it's like, well, I don't need that. I don't need a urethra disease. <laughs> I don't need someone cr- like those little piranhas with the not piranhas, but the little uh, in the in the Amazon. Yeah, they, they swim up your pee, sw- hole, swim up the pee and hole, and then they put their spikes out. Mm-hmm. And it's like the goddamn rental car place. Don't back up. That's right. <laughs> For so- someone that travels a lot and I assume rents cars um, occasionally. Do you sure. do you ever get over like it's going to pop? This isn't going to. I'm going to go over these spikes and it's going to pop. No, I don't ever, because th- uh, I just hope that they, uh, I mean, sometimes you talk to people at the rental place, and you're like, if you're responsible for putting those spikes out, we're probably going to lose a lot of tires today, because you're, <laughs> you're one of the dumbest people uh, ever. Uh, like me, well, right before we started, I had to flip my watch up right side up. You did have your watch down. upside down, and yeah. it's 1 o'clock. It's it, past 1. It's not 621? Uh-oh. It's 126. Oh, no. Shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I rented a car when I was in Florida just this last I saw I've seen you in Florida. We've seen each other in West Palm Beach. Orlando. Was it Orlando? Orlando. They all look the same. All the improvs look the same to me. Okay. So I really did think it was West Palm Beach. But in Orlando then, listen to this. This is the story I was going to tell you. My daughter came with me, landed at the Orlando airport. Did you guys fly in or out of there? We did not. We did Tampa because we stayed for with you. a friend of mine. That's very smart. Because Orlando... Even when you have your your GPS up on your phone, it it doesn't know which road to put you on because they are all so similar. It would look like if Tiger Woods was hitting uh, into a, um, a simulator, uh-huh. right? All his flight, all his ball flights on the screen would look kind of the same, not exact, but they'd be right next to each other. That's what these goddamn roads look like leaving the airport. It's just a bunch that look at, could be this one, yeah. could be this one, could be six over there, right? So I'm getting so frustrated, and I've had to drive around the airport four times. Four times. And so I say to my daughter, and I can tell she's getting frustrated. We've traveled all day, three-hour drive to the airport. And then a long flight, a three and a half hour flight to Orlando from Minneapolis. And you're just trying to leave the I'm just trying to leave area. the airport and get to the hotel. Yeah. Right. And uh, we drive around four times. And finally I go, happiest place on earth, my ass. And my daughter goes, bring me the mouse. 
And I started laughing so hard I missed my turn again. Again. But finally worth it. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, she's frustrated too. She wants to kill Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. When she said that, she just slowly, she's staring out the window, I'm sure thinking, wow, my dad's a fucking idiot. Yeah. How does he ever make it home? And then slowly turns to me and just goes, bring me the mouse. <laughs> I oh, saw she laugh. had a birthday. Are you ready for her to be driving anytime soon? She failed a driver's test. No. She did everything right. We went out and practiced. She did the 90 degree back perfectly. She parallel parked perfectly. Um, didn't even need to go forward to correct. None of it. She just like passed everything flying colors. What size vehicle is she using? She's using a Chevy Equinox. It's her mother's. Okay. Um, so a, a, the smaller SUV. And she uh, was driving back to the armory, to the place where the test takers work. Yep. Um, or the test graders work, I should say. And when you're doing the driver's test, clearly everybody knows when you're going through an intersection, you can just move your eyeballs and barely move your head. But for the test, the test grader, what would I what would you call them? Why can't I fucking think of this? Not word? instructor. Um, Brandon's gonna, saying instructor. I'm just gonna say sure, the instructor. That works for me. The instructor has to see you clearly move your head in both directions sure. like you're looking. Yeah. Well, my daughter was going through, coming up on a light. It was green. And she turned her head both ways, but it must have turned yellow right when she started the process of turning her head. So you lose two seconds. You lose a second to the right, a second to the left. So she turns back and she thinks this must have just turned yellow because it was green. She goes... It turns red right before she gets through the intersection. Automatic fail. <laughs> yes. And so my daughter is bitching and moaning, which maybe she should have. Because here's something else I didn't care for. Bitching it, and moaning and not crying? Uh, you know, there were some tears. Okay. Um, Understandable. A frustration because, you know, the, the instructor says, you can't take the test for a week, but go ahead and get an appointment. And this instructor knows goddamn well you can't get an appointment in a week. It's right. like a Minnesota test. Yeah. So we go online. The first available test, April 14th. That's a month and a half after. So she's a little frustrated about that. And then uh, she's kind of, comp- you know, kind of complaining. And she, I think she had a right to complain about some of the things because the instructor was clapping her hands going, up to speed. You're only going 27, up to speed. <gasps> so 30 is the speed limit, yeah. which means you can't go over it. So 27, to me, seems like a safe a safe speed to drive when you're taking your driver's test because 31 is an automatic fail. Sure. And then she's saying she's saying things like, "You need to hey, you need to start driving like you would if I wasn't here and your dad was in the car. But my daughter wanted to say, this is the first time you've ever driven with me. Fuck you. You don't know how I drive when my dad's <laughs> in the car. Right. So um, I think the instructor got under her skin a little bit. And also, she was she drives up. She drives with her back off of the seat and upright, so she can see. She feels like she's just perched higher and can see more things. Mm-hmm. But the driver said, "Oh, this." Uh, the instructor said, "This means you're going to be an aggressive driver if you're up out of your seat." And it's just like, "Are you shut the fuck up and grade the test?" That's what I, I can't wait till my daughter gets her license because believe me, everything I'm saying right now into this microphone will be said to this lady. But I need my daughter. I need my daughter to officially have her license first, sure, before I ruin her life. <laughs> so uh, my daughter's life. I'm not going to ruin this lady's life. But I am going to go in and just go. 
don't tell them to drive. What twenty nine? You go down a hill, all of a sudden you fail. Yeah. So I, I didn't understand all of that, but um, but my daughter. So anyway, so my daughter's kind of complaining about that stuff as we're driving, because I said either way we can go get a piece of pie and a and a like a latte or something. And uh, we're driving, and then she gets to a stoplight. It's the main stoplight in the town where we live. So there's a lot of left arrows. There's a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of turning lanes, a lot of this and that. And she rarely comes in from this part of the intersection. Okay. And she goes, uh, can I go? What do I do? Can I go? And I'm like, thank God you failed. Because <laughs> I don't want to put you in a car and yeah. have you in this situation. And just all of a sudden, you park in the middle of the intersection, get out and start running home. Because that does seem like something she might do. Just like, oh, forget it. I hate this. They, they told me I couldn't text you to ask what I'm supposed to do next. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How did, did you pass the first time you took it? I did. However, I got kicked out of driver's training for being a smartass. So I had to retake driver the next session of driver's training, which means I didn't get my license until my birthday is March 2nd. I didn't get my license until uh, the middle of summer. Ouch. I had to take yeah, so I took the, I took the winter, whatever driver's training, yeah. all that stuff. Then I got kicked out right at the end, which was real dumb. I was just arguing. I got two wrong on a test, and you could get eight wrong. Yeah, and but I was still arguing the two because I wanted a perfect score. I was such a dumb shit, and the and the instructor was like, "You're wrong. Don't argue with me anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick you out because." We don't want someone like like you driving. If you're going to be this worked up about two points, and I go, I'm right. And guess what? I was, but that's not the point. Sometimes you need to know when to shut the fuck up. And so I got uh, kicked out of that, and I had to take the next session, which means I got my license later. Do those me- do those uh, lessons still go through your head when you're doing the three hour drive from Fergus Falls to Minneapolis, and you're the lessons like shut up? Just any? No, just like uh, this asshole's uh, not following. Fuck you! You're 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 a, you're a shitty driver. You're not obeying this rule. Well, here's what here's what goes through my head when I'm driving three hours. It is how come I feel like right? I feel like I pay attention. I know where all the cars are around me. I move over if someone needs to get by. Yeah. Right. I use my blinker. All this thing. All these things. And then I go. I always think, why don't you have to do that? How come you get to not pay attention? You're driving a fucking missile down the road. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Why don't you have to follow all the rules and pay attention? Why are you I just it's, that drives me insane. So I don't know if it's necessarily the rules like that'd be a fail. That'd be although I do that to my daughter and she gets so mad. <laughs> she will be like a foot past the stop sign when she comes to a complete stop and I go fail. Yeah. That's the only thing I say in the car. Does she do the complete, complete, like, you know, none of us do complete stops the, yep, anymore. The head stop back. Signs. Yep, yeah. Yep. So the car shifts almost backwards. <laughs> right. Yep. She does that. And then I told her, I said, here's the deal. The driver's test is a lot like immigration. So you have to follow every single rule, no matter how dumb it is, yeah. while you're in the process. But once you have a license or once you have... A green card, once you can live in the United States officially, once you can drive officially, all bets are off. Roll the stop sign. No one gives a shit once you prove you can do it, right? But it's just like, it's, it's, uh, 
you have to follow every single rule oh, yeah. until a certain point, and then no one gives a shit. It's very odd. It's, and you're, you nailed that. And when I say no one gives a shit, I mean most people don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where you see somebody who is just upset that someone with a different skin tone is, I don't know, like walking on the curb, tightrope walking, and they're like, well, that's fucking illegal. <laughs> you know that's illegal. Got to be on a sidewalk. So I don't I don't know what I'm going to I haven't used it for anything other than to watch stuff back but I'm now driving with a dash cam in my car. Oh, yeah. I I got some asshole fucking road rage me 6 months ago or so and like slammed his brakes on when I was trying to go through an intersection and I almost hit him and it was like no nah, no I need evidence of this shit. This is ridiculous. Oh, good for you. That's like ridiculous. that's like the whole country of Russia. <laughs> what do you mean? Because people um People will walk in front of traffic and get hit on purpose to collect insurance money as a way as a way to live, basically. Oh. And so they're not getting anything out of me. If you go on YouTube, just type in Russian uh, dash cam and there are thousands of videos because everyone has a dash cam. And I assume there are are there people getting hit then? They're like or just close yeah, I, calls. I mean I think they bounce off the side of the car, which isn't really that horrible. And, and I'm talking about these people are just starting from a stop. Yeah. And the people will run out and then, uh, sure, and lay down and try it then. Try it. I have, I have evidence. Yeah. I good. have evidence now. Good for you. That's yeah. very smart. But I haven't, like, I'm not, like, I don't, I have a, I have a list of follow-up things because I've, I will, I've told you, I've listened to every episode of Middle of Somewhere. From the beginning to the most that's, recent one. I've heard every That's episode, aggressive. Which is crazy because then I didn't go to your live show. So I've seen, I've heard every episode. Yeah, yet. and you certainly, uh, you certainly could have got. I know you know some people. I, you I have, have an in here at the club. Acme hoodie. I can't even get an Acme. Hoodie. <laughs> you do it again. I'll trade you one of these. I have like six of these over the years. So I'm going to need three of yours to fit on my body. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut it up and have someone sew it back together. Hey, on the flip side of that though, yeah. Jackie Cation was here a few weeks ago. We oh. did the podcast, and uh, I've been collecting. I've been getting merch like from people, it, buying it. Like I'm not trying to like get freebies from stuff. So I'm like, I bring money. And, like so if a, if my guest has merch, I'm I'm trying to leave with it. Like I want the t-shirt and sure. stuff. Jackie was here and she's like, all I have left are mediums of the shirt. Oh no, she was talking about a shirt. And I was like, I really want one of those. I had my money out, and she goes, Oh, well, I'm out of that one, but I still have this one. It wasn't the one I wanted, and she only had mediums. Yeah, I went. She's like, Oh, held it up. She's like, It'll it'll work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't put it on until about two hours ago. I was going to wear it underneath my sweatshirt today. It's like a fucking baby tee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're, I, a, you're, Peter, a, I, you're a slim, svelte man. And it's too small. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you were, Jackie, you were wrong about the medium. It did not work. I have had to leave the showroom of Acme three times in my life. And I'm only going to tell you this one. Uh-huh. When Jackie Cation said, uh, talking about if she, her and her husband were going to have a baby, and she goes, it's going to need to be fast because I only have a couple eggs left and they've been marinating in extra chromosomes. I had to leave the back <laughs> table because I knew what was about to happen was going to interrupt the show. And I left and I went around the railing. There's a little railing outside by the kitchen. Yeah. And I just like held on to the railing and shook. I was laughing so <laughs> It was so fucking fun. She is so good at comedy. Mm-hmm. And when she leans in, one of my favorite things 
I th- probably said this on this podcast before, but when she leans into the crowd, you know, yes, you're about to take an ass whooping of brilliantly written stuff. Yes, yeah, I is. don't think you have said, but I completely agree. She is so good. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm jealous of uh, few people, and I, I should be jealous of a ton, but I'm just not a jealous person. So yeah, I'm jealous good. of few people, and she is one of them. I was looking at that. This is connected to n- nothing that we've been talking about, but looking at your beautiful face and beard. <laughs> um, this is going to tie in. I was reading the paper this morning mm-hmm. online, okay, because who gets a newspaper? And uh, St. Paul Police. Did you hear their news today? No. Their police chief announced that because so many people have asked, and because they want to be more relatable to the people living in their city, they're allowing beards. The cops can now have beards in St. Paul. So, and by that I mean facial hair. Hi, yo. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come on. You've been sitting on that since this morning. <laughs> I was in um, the shower, buddy. Uh, so they couldn't have beards before, like a military type uh, police thing. But New York Yankees military, yeah, sure, yeah. So. Uh, that's very interesting to me. And uh, why does it make them more relatable? Because everyone now has hipster beard. I guess that's really the only reason I brought it up because of that comment. It was like, let me more relatable. Let me tell I, you what's going to happen to I the St. Paul Police Department. They're all going to raise their BMI by about twenty points because when you get a beard, you're like, oh, cool, ticket to get fatter. Yeah, oh, pancakes, amazing. <laughs> I sh- I trimmed my beard recently, um, and you know, clearly it's whiter. But my daughter goes, she comes over and she touches my jaw, and she goes, Dad, I can see your jawline for the first time in a while. Your double chin is gone. And then I sucked my head back and pulled my chin (laughs) down towards my neck, and she goes, oh. Welcome back. (laughs) There it is. I guess I caught you in the perfect light while you were looking straight up. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't even long enough to miss it. Oh, I know. (laughs) That's a real bummer. Uh, we so I am impressed by the uh, like I, like I just said I'm a fan of the podcast you're doing with Cy. It's very funny. Thank you. For I didn't listening. make I didn't make it to the show last night. Um, and I do have some follow ups for some things. Okay, great. Let's that I want to talk to you about. Uh, first of all, f you for Big Green Tractor. Uh, that was Cy. You were involved. I was involved. Yep. Guilty Here's, by association. They so call that for in people, St. Ha- Paul with the police beards. <laughs> Somehow more relatable, though. <laughs> uh, so the people who haven't heard it, um, you, the beginning of that episode of your podcast, the one I'm referring with is Big Green Tractor, mm-hmm. you say something, you guys do a little like setup for each episode, right? Um, Correct. A little, little, little banter between the two of you before you get into the, 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 the real heart of the episode, right? right. Kind of a little setup. And, one of the, and you, right before it goes into that, you, I don't even remember how you put it, something about get ready for... Big green track. Whatever you said about it, it didn't even make sense. It was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, so we do the episode, and then we go back and do that beginning. Yeah. So if there's something in the episode we want to we wanna say, like, get ready for this shit. Yeah. Then that, so that's how we do it. So, yeah, I said something about Big Green Tractor did not make sense to anyone, I'm sure. None. None. Right. And then I listened to the episode, and I was, uh, was to and from where I was working that day, listened to the whole episode. And then got home, and I'm just like, walking around like every five seconds, I'm fucking humming this thing. And finally, Ashley's like, what, what are you, 
what do you what i'm like i what am i i'm like oh fucking little green tractor <laughs> and my uh my, my daughters were over that day and i'm like little green tractor and then they start singing it everybody knew the song it's brutal because on on this podcast we have had maybe three or four things that stick in people's heads and they'll come to stand-up shows and they're like love your stand-up hate you yeah. For the clippity clop song, or you know, whatever it will be, or the fring frong, fring frong, Kevin the dog. I mean, it's like there's a lot, and people yeah. get upset about it. I'm still a big fan of those two. Never got, to, <laughs> haven't got tired of those. I, yeah, I haven't. But that fucking grin. He's coming in concert, by the way. I don't even know who it is. Jason L. Dean. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that person. Yeah, I'm not a. It's not my deal. But. I just didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So thanks for that. You're welcome. I appreciate the. It's uh, honestly, it's our pleasure. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another thing you said. You've, you're going back to books you didn't read in high school. That's true. So, uh, how did that start? And yeah, go ahead. Why well, I just so in high school, I had one of the best teachers in the world, Dorwin Hansen. He was like awesome. Dorwin? Dorwin, yeah. He was an he was an older guy, but he didn't have that old guy energy. He was so he was so into these books and what they meant and finding deeper meaning in things. And when you're a high school kid, you're like, this fucking idiot. Yeah. Who cares what it means? Right. Trying to finger someone after school <laughs> under the stairwell. Yeah. Um, but then you grow up and you I appreciated him so much, all the all the um, insight that he had on these books. And I, I walked into a bookstore, and they had um, just like a classics section. It was a table. It was on a table, and it was all these like you know, 1984, Animal Farm, uh, um, Diary of Anne Frank. Just all these books that I was supposed to read in high school and only read if he would tell me. You didn't raise your hand today, so tomorrow I'm going to call on you several times. And then I would read that chapter. Yeah. But he gave me a heads up, yeah. um, which I always appreciated. And uh, and I thought to myself, why don't I read these books and see what everything's about? And God damn it, there are like some prophets as authors back in the day. George Orwell hits, hits so many things on the head. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's unbelievable. And so I really enjoy reading them, and I uh, really got into Ernest Hemingway. And we only read Old Man and the Sea in high school. Yeah, but it's I, a short one, if I remember. It right? is. Yeah, it's yeah. a n- novella. Novella. I think I read that one. It was one of, the, one of my few. I believe well. it's eighty-eight pages. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I should remember. I read it every year now because, really? and it means something different every single time I read it. It's so incredible. It's, wow! Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's my it's my favorite uh, thing to read, and I always carry a couple copies with me. And then if everyone's like, "Oh, I've never read that," I go, "Well, you fucking have now. Here you go." Was that in the boxes you brought in? Is that merch that you're selling? Are you selling uh, Old Man in the Sea? Yeah, <laughs> paperback. I'm I'm selling I'm selling Ernest Hemingway stuff. <laughs> uh, no one's doing it. Yeah, yeah, no shit, because it's illegal. I think. <laughs> What was the merch? Was that merch? T-shirts, yeah. T-shirts. Yeah, it's a tour T-shirt. So for the first time ever, I got a T-shirt that has dates on the back. Yeah. And that's uh, it feels cool for about a second, and then you're like, I don't think anyone gives a shit. I think they'd rather have a T-shirt that says one of your funny things on it. Yeah. So who knows? But they're here. Nice. They are in the back. Nice. You didn't have them last night for the podcast, no? No, I didn't think it would be fair to... Uh, no cross-promoting? Yeah. 
keep it pe- yep. keep it podcast uh, central or whatever. Keep the podcast podcast. Keep the podcast podcast <laughs> for sure for sure. Um, how pumped are you about your cabin home that I've heard you have now? Very pumped. I uh, I'm, I Minnesota just, dream. Yeah, I just want the ice to be off the lake. I want to be able to use it. So I bought it September nineteenth, and then uh, the first freeze was October eleventh. So we had one time that I was out there kind of cleaning and, and getting things ready, putting things away. Windows were open. My daughter was out there with a friend, and it was warm enough that day for them to tube in the water. And I heard them laughing, and I just thought, this is worth all the horse shit I went through to get this thing. And uh, so I'm very excited for a full summer. Nice. Yep. So you'll, you'll be saying things like, I got to put the dock in yeah. or take the dock out. I'm going to say things like, uh, Isaac, put the dock in. <laughs> Right. I mean, I remember when I was a kid. Invite your friends your age so a guy my age doesn't have to do it. Yes, exactly. Because when I was younger, I used to have to go turn the channel for my parents. The channel thing was broken. So I had to use a fucking pliers to turn the channel for my parents. I was their remote control. Mm -hmm. My kids never had to deal with that shit because we had remote controls. So now they're going to put the goddamn dock in. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, you know how you had a pretty great life with not turning channels? Yeah. Guess what? Ice is off the lake. Hurry. Tick-tock. So my, we, did, we, we didn't have a uh, remote, so I had to sit. I would, we had the little, um, uh, the heater, like the heat vent. I okay. could lay down on the floor, have my feet right by the heater, yep. and then the TV would be just to my left and up a little bit. And I got to the point where I could uh, reach up without seeing the numbers and turn the channel to what I wanted. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh Uh-huh. I got electrocuted once because my socks were wet, and I tried to turn the channel with a pliers. (laughs) No one had uh, explained that. And then it felt like uh, my elbow exploded. Uh Uh-huh. And then my forearm up to my fingertips were numb for about three hours. And I thought, well, this is it. This is how my arm works now. It doesn't. My arm just accompanies my body as wherever I put it, like Bob Dole. What do you think? Do you think that was something? Were you turning on something for yourself or for uh, no? I know for a fact it was. I was told to turn the channel, and then I was like, "What is this shit? Wrestling's on! Get yeah. it!" Yeah, I thought it was. Yes, absolutely. In my house, that would have been it. <laughs> Nick Bonkwinkle's got a big match this morning. We're not missing this shit. Chad, we did it last time you were here. I'm ready. Do you want to hear some? Uh, I've I've printed out the um, Fergus Falls crime beat. Oh, I love remember it. Remember we did this last year. Yep. Doesn't matter if you remember, but I I, I <laughs> uh, yeah I pulled up some real. This was heavy hitter stuff here. Now, tell um, you about something about the Fergus Falls Police Department. No beards. Traditional. For now. No, they never will. Very traditional place where I live. Yeah. Yep. People G- say they it, it makes them intimidating. With, with no beards. I don't know. It look, makes them look like boys. <laughs> That's what makes it look less like, oh, yeah, you want me to not steal this car, Timmy? Nice try, kid. The Fergus Falls Police Department okay. was contacted Saturday. I don't know which Saturday. By a caller who reported a theft of items from his unlocked pickup, including a license tab. It was believed to have been taken place in the last 10 days. Do you know anything about that? I don't. Okay. I do know my son was asking me where he should get tabs. That's true. But also, you want. And you said unlocked pickup. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. I said, uh, you got two choices. Unlocked pickup, big green track. 
Um, Ticket for ride. But I, I, I do wonder, I wonder if somebody called it in. Uh, that's like one of those things when people get in a car accident and then they go home and they call and they're like, somebody stole my car. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Could be that. Yeah. Or like what I should have done when I backed into a fence post a few months ago. I should have said somebody hit me, but instead I was like, oh, yeah, it was my mistake. And you know, a- here's what I found. I, so February 23rd, I have not told a white lie in four years. It was my four-year anniversary of not telling a white lie. Yeah. And I know that as a human being, uh, I shouldn't be thrilled about that because that means I white lied quite a bit before that mm-hmm. to the point where I had to make a rule for myself. However, it, it has been fantastic. And I also, I got, uh, I leased a car, which is so dumb because of how I travel. And I backed into a pillar in a parking garage. The pillar that I tapped with my hand and I go, let's remember this. Mm-hmm. As I got into my car. Yep. That's my buddy works. started telling me a story. And I just completely, it wasn't, it has that little dash with the camera Me thing, too. And I, I backed right into it. Yep. It broke my mirror. It, uh, my side mirror. I heard a crunch. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, please, please don't let that be a stroller. Oh, no. Well, that was my no. first thought. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, and then my buddy started hell. laughing, and I go, what? And I looked, and there was like a pillar right next to my face, and I'm like, oh, thank God. He's like, it's twins, even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I go, uh, I said to my insurance company, I, I said, here's the deal. I fucked up. I backed into this pillar because... I also, my buddy was like, well, just tell him somebody sideswiped you. It yeah. looks like it. But then I don't want to lay in bed at night wondering what my insurance agent is thinking. I would just rather be the dipshit and own it mm-hmm. and then sleep better. Yeah. So I, I, I commend you on that. There's a lot of things people could do mm-hmm. to get out of things. And go ahead if that's your deal. But I just need to sleep. I'm, uh, I'm grumpy when I don't sleep. Phone trouble continued to dog the Otter Tail Power Company after Otter Tail County Dispatch received call from the Pisgah Dam in Fergus Falls. Hmm. Dispatch reported no voice contact and static on the line. On callback, the line picked up but was again static. Dispatch notified Otter Tail Power's uh, dam control room. <laughs> the dam control room was contacted. Dispatch, <laughs> is that not how you read that? Dispatch was assured there was no one at the site that the phone problem would be looked into. Do they, do they have a ghost? Well, I don't know. The fuck is going on there at the phone with the uh, dam? I just hate that this problem was reported. There's <laughs> like not a lot of shit going on in Fergus Falls. So there was static on a phone? <laughs> I love how kids aren't egging houses anymore. They're just going and picking up a phone and leaving it. Yeah. We know what you did. Yep. I bet they can't sleep. Yeah, right. Billy already already told us everything, so (laughs) go ahead and just spill your guts. Uh, Oh, here's one. This is uh, really going to... This is going to hit close to home for you. Besides Uh-oh. the fact, I mean, this is double close to home for you in Fergus Falls. When an impaired customer... Spent more than 15 minutes in the restroom at Casey's. <gasps> Casey's. Yeah. Look I at or- that. Look I at or- that smile. I order pizza. I used to order pizza from Casey's. I know. I used to. <laughs> used to. But now I don't because uh, I feel like I've uh, alienated them to the point where they will put something on my pizza that I shouldn't be eating. And so I've started making pizzas at my house now. It's probably good. I think so. It's probably good. It's good for everybody. So an impaired customer spent more than 15 minutes in the restroom at Casey's on East Vernon Friday and then got into the vehicle flailing her arms. 
The Fergus Falls police were notified the female was arrested for DWI and not having a state driver's license. She was then booked at the Otter Tail County Jail and released after a warrant blood draw. Ooh. Yeah. So a warrant blood draw, does that mean she do, she refuses to let See, them do it? I'm thinking so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then they just like... You were flailing your arms, miss. You were in the bathroom at Casey's for more than 15 minutes. You were attempting to fly and then realized you brought your car, so you got in. What, ma'am, what were you doing in there? I wonder what that answer was. (laughs) Just pooping. Yeah. Just trying to get my shit together, literally. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Oh, we got one more here. The Ottertail County Sheriff's Office received information about a burglary. That had taken place at approximately 1 p.m. on February 27th at a residence uh, near Fish Lake. A young man was found in the complainant's garage. Oh. When confronted by the homeowner, he said he had run out of gas nearby and it was tempt- he was just attempting to find a can of gas. The complainant was unable to recall the intruder's name but said he did have an insurance card uh, and he didn't want to pursue the matter but was requesting the incident be documented. <laughs> so I think this guy was telling me the truth. However, <laughs> let's have it on record in case it happens again. Here's how boring Fergus Falls is. <laughs> People get robbed at 1 p.m. Everyone's like, ah, fuck. I already ate supper. Can't go rob anybody now. No. My show, my stories are on. Yeah. Got to watch my stories and then go to bed. Uh-huh. Get up early to rob somebody at 1 p.m. Yeah. So absurd. <laughs> Pat and Vanna are going to be on. I got like, things to do. Oh. I love that. I just love that. Um, let's see. Let's look at the time here. We're going to do a little tiny bit more. Um, you have uh, talked about how you placed a bet on the St. Louis Blues last year this when they were in last place. This is true. And then they won the freaking Stanley Cup and you won a bunch of money. This is all of that's true. Do you have any types of bet? Do you have any bets that are out there right now? That are that uh, that you placed in the last six months, year. That have, yes, okay. Anything I, you want to share? Sure. Okay. Uh, Twenty-eight to one odds on the Vikings winning the Super Bowl. Okay. So that's the only bet that I have, and I placed that. When was I in Vegas? I placed that two weeks ago. Okay. Twenty-eight to one. Yep. You think those are good odds, or you do that every year? Well, I, I looked at them and I thought. Uh, you know, I some of the teams that were like the Bears were fifteen to one or something. They were le- they had worse odds than the Vikings, and I thought, well, that seems weird. Are they do they know something I don't know? Do they know that Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins, and he'll never win a Super Bowl? Do they know that? Um, I'm not confident in our quarterback. I've said that before. Yeah. I've I've called him a microwaved queef on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, but did you tag him? And I stand no, but I have tagged him in other things. You have? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because it seems it, it was pretty aggressive at the time, and I uh, I've removed it because it seemed like online bullying, and I don't want to be part of that. Fair enough. Um, I'll tell you, I tweeted, "If you love Jesus Christ so much, you should go live with him in his kingdom," and that seems like suicide bullying, and so I took it down. Um, but I just like, (laughs) I, I don't trust a quarterback that when they lose a big game, they can just go pray it away. I need it to, I need it to eat at them, 
so they get better. And so it lights a fire under their ass for next time. Yeah. I can't have them go home and then over dinner just go, thank you, Lord, for the strength to get past this. And uh, I've already forgotten about it. Thank yeah. you, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. I, can't, I can't do that. Right? If you want to do that, that's awesome for you. And I hope you're right. And I hope you have everlasting life in the glory of the kingdom of glory. However, you're not there yet. You're alive and you're on my fucking football team. Yeah. So cut it out. Be better when you lose. That's my that's where I'm at. And so uh so I thought maybe he'll get hurt. And maybe he'll look at it as a blessing and he can he can guide a young quarterback to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Perhaps that's right. I think that he has amazing wide receivers. And I know this isn't a sports podcast, so we can get past this, but um, I know he has amazing wide receivers that make him look real good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that if he uh, he underthrows a lot, and I'm going to stop talking about this officially right now, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I could go on. I will tell you that I once uh, replied to a tweet. I think it was was it from I don't remember who it was, but it was something. Uh, the Twins had called up a pitcher. He had played one game and like walked four batters. So I did the retweet, commented. He was not tagged in it. It just had his name on it. Sure. And later that night, he freaking liked my tweet about him. Oh. Ripping on him. (laughs) You know what, though? I do Oh, I made a comment. It was like, I hope you enjoyed your stint in the majors because you'll be gone by the ninth inning or something. And I was right. He did get sent down by the, you know, not by the end of the game, but that day he was sent back down to AAA. So I I was right. But he saw it. That's a classy move to like it. Yeah. I do I do appreciate an athlete that doesn't take themselves so seriously, but also I bet you that the guy didn't pray his pray his anger away. I didn't see anything about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about uh, that. Huh. I just saw a thing this morning. The Minnesota Twins just announced they are no, they're not allowing their players to sign autographs or touch. They have a no touch policy now in spring training. As of this morning. Nope. Not if I go down there. <laughs> Who's the first one you're touching? Everybody? Every, oh, I, I, 100%. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, no, inside their mouth. <laughs> like I'm taking a cheek swab with my finger, and then I'm going to pass it on to everybody else. Like, who wants it? No, they actually, this is a serious issue, Chad. They're, they're going to have to, all these autograph seekers down in uh, Fort Myers, they're trying to come up, this, this is real. The twins are now trying to come up with a new method to distribute autographs to fans without having them get them face-to-face. Sure. Well, they should just, um, just have them for six hours sign a ton of shit, and then they can just hand them out. I mean, I think that's what they're going to have to do. And mm-hmm. then they make an announcement, when they're gone, they're gone, so get down here now or don't. But when they're gone, they're gone. I once waited in line to, uh, you know, the wrestler Ric Flair? Oh, I know Ric Flair. Yeah. I have a story. May I? After you're done. Mine's really quick. I wait, he, was in t- he was in St. Paul at an auto parts store signing autographs 15 years ago or so. My buddy and I went. And uh, it was you know, a two-hour event. We're looking at the clock like, this mother, we got to, <laughs> it's, you know, it's whatever. It was going to end at 8, and it was like 7.58, and there's four people ahead of us. Uh, Three, two, it gets to just my buddy and I, and they're like, Time! Thanks, wow. Rick. And he fucking walks off and leaves. It's us and like two, three more people behind us in this line. They've been waiting for almost two hours. That's horseshit. He wouldn't finish the line, Chad. He just left. That's horseshit. Yeah. Uh, I feel better about my story then. 
I knew he was going to be, I was doing a radio show. I was working in Baltimore and I was doing this radio show. It was so much fun back in the day. Mickey and Amelia. Okay. And it was the rock station and it was a blast. Um, Mickey's a funny comedian, like very, very funny. And he just kind of owned that market. And so I was told Ric Flair was going to be at the studio and he was going to be the guest before me. And then we'd have a half hour that we shared on Mike. So I showed up with just my boxers, but like rolled up and pulled up my ass a little bit. And then a bed sheet tied around my neck, like a cape. And I showed up and I was like, I heard somebody's looking for a match. <laughs> Is it you, Mr. Flair? And then no. I, yeah. And I go off air. I go, I need you to just fake slap me. I'll do the clapping sound and go, and you need to go, woo, uh, which is his famous deal. Yeah. And uh, as I was fake clapping, he fucking slapped me right in the face. I've never felt more honored. That's true. And he went, woo. Now, had I known. No, no fake sound, I'm guessing. Necessary. You didn't have to do that. It probably sounded like two slaps real fast. (laughs) Like an echo. Because he did (laughs) slap me, and it hurt. I'm going to tell you something. It did hurt. It, like, shifted my jaw, and I thought, (laughs) that's not great. Um, But had I known that he pulled that shit with just five people left to not sign for five people, I would have slapped him back, and I would have challenged him. Yeah. I would have challenged him to a real match. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Also, I've never had a great body. So walking up the stairs, in I was like cocooned in my sheet because I didn't want anyone to see, and they must have been like, "Oh yeah, everyone should leave. This is a see something, say something moment." Yeah. Did you have a character? Did you come up with a character name or nope. anything? Uh uh-uh. uh No. I just challenged him, and I kept calling him Mister Flair. I refused to call <laughs> him Rick Flair. <laughs> call me Rick Flair, Mister Flair. I will not. <laughs> it was very fun. Do you think you could take him now? Um, I I don't know. I think if he got a hold of me, he'd probably just crush my skull. Yeah. But I think they're you know, he's old, mm-hmm. older. Yeah. You know, so many I, surgeries, more than you've had. I bet. So I think if you can get down and start punching his quads early, you got a chance. When I was in like seventh, eighth grade, uh. You were also in seventh grade. No, we uh, we used to go to the Metrodome before Twins games. My buddy would take us. Uh, my friend's dad would take us to go and try to get autographs from the players. It oh, was awesome. This yeah. is like you know, right after their World Series team, so in '88, I yep. think. And uh, so it's Puckett and Herbeck and all these guys, right? Viola, Interesting. great teams. So I have a lot of uh, autographs from those guys. One time, remember Jeff Reardon was the closing, uh, the closer for yep. the Twins at the time. He, you know, so we would stand in the parking lot and these guys would pull up and, you know, the moment they get out of their car, there's, you know, a group of 10 of us kids, you know, uh, surrounding them to get autographs. Uh-huh. 90% of them were really polite. Yep. Some you just knew they weren't going to sign. You just would leave them alone. Jeff Reardon one day uh, was signing autographs and someone stepped on his foot on his Nikes and he said, next time somebody steps on my foot, I'm done signing. And within two seconds, I stepped on his foot. Oh, <laughs> he no. stopped signing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I had his autograph. I had Frankie V's. I had a bunch of them, too. I also had Al Wood. Do you know who that is? He used to do announcing for them. A black gentleman. Uh-uh. And uh, I was this young kid from Fergus Falls who had never seen a real black person in real life and uh, thought, well, this guy plays baseball, right? And he yeah. goes, are you sure you want my autograph? And I was like, yeah. And then he wrote Al Wood, and I was like, what? 
<laughs> but it was on there. You know, where where did you see him? I saw him behind the Metrodome after the game. Okay, so it's very similar, yeah. yeah. Because there would be times when uh, kids from the neighborhood that, like, live downtown yep. would come in the parking lot just to kind of, like, ride their bikes. Sure. And then they would ask, they would flat out ask the players who they were. Like, oh. they, it wasn't like, you know. Sure. Yeah. Who are you? You play for the Twins? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. We went down there, just like you said, after the 91 World Series win. We went down in 92 for opening game against the uh, Texas Rangers. And we saw, like, Scott Hansen get out of a limo. This is, like, a big deal because they, they were talking about going back-to-back. And uh, we get in there, and we are – I don't know if you remember, but where they used to drive the cart out, it was on the right field yep. line, uh-huh. and there was a Coca-Cola banner. Yeah. Okay, so we were right above the Coca-Cola banner, which means the bullpen was pretty much right in front of us, and they could hear us for mm-hmm. the Texas Rangers. And we are giving Kenny Rogers, who ended up pitching for the Twins. Yeah. We are giving him so much shit just riding him. Hey, man, you got to know when to fold him. <laughs> you should be done. You're in the bullpen? What is going on, Kenny? Yeah. You got to fold this hand. And we are like, throw us a ball, Kenny. Throw us a ball. So so Ruben Sierra gets up. Another guy it, who ended up playing for the Twins. Yep. And he he hit a ball that went from his bat to the big baggie in right field, which was a home run, yeah. so fucking fast. It didn't even hit the baggie. It hit the seats yeah. above the baggie that were folded up, mm-hmm. and it went back into the dugout. And I go, Rogers, throw me the ball and he turned around and he threw it i promise you as hard as he could at us no and my friend caught the ball and we thought he broke his hand yeah and we were all just like uh thanks kenny just like immediately sat down and shut up because we had a ball thrown (laughs) at us by a major leaguer and it we really did it popped so loud in my friend's glove and he took his and his hand was shaking. Sure, you know, you when could, you get that like trauma, oh yeah. uh-huh. his hand was. Sh- it was it was crazy. We thought if that would hit us in the face, we would be kind of rich because we looked up his contract later and we're like, well, <laughs> you know, do we sue the Rangers or him? Yeah, How yeah, does yeah. This work. I remember being at a Twins game. They're playing the Rangers, and Cecil Espy was the left fielder, and I was sitting in left field, and it was like, throw us the ball, Espy. Just Amazing. that name stands out. Yeah. He was nobody, but I'll never forget that. We had uh, – I was at uh, Kauffman Stadium. I love how I go, I know this isn't a sports podcast, and oh, that's these all we've are talked t- about it, since. But we're not breaking down batting averages here. Sure. So I went to uh, Kauffman Field in uh, Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium. Yep, stadium. Um, and we were sitting in the – so it was right where l- the left field line – becomes a fair ball for a home run mm-hmm. like we're right in the corner of that and a foul ball comes and this guy gets it and he's all by himself and there's a boy scout troop to the left and i just go gotta give it to a kid man have i told you this story no okay i, got, I go gotta give it to a kid and uh, he turns around and i go come on give it to a kid there's so many kids right to your left just give it to a kid i get the whole stadium chanting give it to a kid give it to a kid finally uh tory hunter is running out and he goes, "Give it to a kid!" <laughs> and the ki- the guy stands up and he slams the ball down on the stairs, goes way up in the air. I'm watching all these Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts fight for the ball. He walks by and he goes, "I got a kid at home," and I was just like, "You got to bring him to the game." I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you can't. 
<coughs> oh. <coughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> um. Oh, you have a mask. You're pulling out a mask right now. Now, you're pulling out a mask that doesn't do anything because germs can get in the sides of it. Yeah, this is the one that I... Um... <laughs> yeah, you fucking let the games begin. Let the games begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my, uh, my six-month-old had uh, the flu uh, like three weeks ago. Oh. She's okay now. Okay. But we had to take her to the ER on a Sunday night because she was having a very bad weekend. And okay. I took a handful of these uh, masks. Well, good for you. And I just found it in my jacket uh, when I came here. I was oh, like, I'm, if it comes up, I'm, I'm going to bust this out. <laughs> so, yeah. No, these aren't the ones that, that these provide no protection whatsoever. What are your older gals think of your younger gal? Let me, uh, let me start interviewing you. Okay. They, um, my 13-year-old. Is she's awesome. She they both love their new baby sister. Okay, to the end of the year. Oh, that's great. Um, there's a little bit of jealousy from what is now my middle child that used to be the baby. Sure. Yeah, because her spot has been yeah absolutely. sort of her spot has sort of changed. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there's a tiny bit of jealousy. Um, she's also freaked out by babies throwing up. <laughs> so oh. we've had that to deal with sure. a little bit. Um, and then my 13-year-old really wants to babysit and get paid because nice. that's the only way she can have an income to buy friggin' Lululemon pants. And uh, Was she going to babysit all she day, won't... every day for six months? How's well, she going to fucking afford Lululemon pants? That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, it's that combined with babysitting for somebody else. And But okay. yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I keep telling her, like, you're not going to get paid much from me because I'm your father and this is your sister. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> maybe you do this for practice. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah. However. Oh. There's a however. We're coming, Ashley and I are coming back to this comedy club tonight to sure. see your show. Okay. And we're using a babysitter we've never used. So there's that. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm good. It's How did you find them? It's No, it's my wife's aunt. She just isn't, we've never, we've only used oh. my mom or my, or Ashley's mom. Okay. Yeah. And now you're expanding to now aunts. Now we're expanding to aunts. Well, I think that's a good, do we know anything about uh, Ashley's cousins, how they turned out? Oh no! No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, they're actually they're awesome. You had to take the mask off to inhale because it was so aggressive. No, I I I, I promise. I'm, if they ever hear this, no, I I be I'm telling the truth. They're what if they people. don't hear it? They're still great people. Okay, well, good. Yeah, that's nice when you can say it like that. Yeah, no, they really they really are. Um, I think that's it. I, th- I think we covered everything. I mean, we didn't, but I, we're not going to do this for two hours. Okay. Well, thank you for having me back on. Yeah, three seven three in the books. Yeah, bitches. Let me say you, one thing. People say that, right? You absolutely can. Uh, I appreciate you doing this. We're still recording. Leave this in. I appreciate you doing this because you don't. You, we're not selling any tickets here because you've already sold every ticket. So I appreciate you doing this. Well, I appreciate you having me on uh, when tickets weren't selling. <laughs> well, I'm serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. It's like uh, it's like you you helped get the word out. So now that people are buying tickets, it'd be funny if I was like, nope, fuck you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep, I think my grandma would crawl out of her grave and come uh, slap me right in the mouth. (laughs) But thank you. I I, I appreciate you having me on every time I've been in town. Thank you. Let's do it again uh, sometime. I feel like we're uh, orally 69ing right now. So, do you, does that smell okay with you, or? Yeah. Oh, my God.
God, that's the greatest ending of a podcast I've ever been on. So is that smell? And then you just cut the mic so we can actually 69. Oh, fucking A, that's funny.